<coughs> Jesus spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people, and he spoke in parables, and I think he wanted to wake them up, get them out of their complacency. He uses some pretty strong images. But here's the thing. When you get right down to it, this parable is about responding to an invitation and more importantly, the way that we respond. The invitation is this. All are invited by Jesus into the kingdom of God. It will be more wonderful than we can imagine. Yet that invitation requires us to do something. It requires us to put Jesus' words into action. It's not enough to say that you've accepted Christ. That is, it's not enough to say that you've accepted the invitation. You have to come to the feast wearing the right garment. Now, what I've noticed is, as a society, our dress gets more and more casual. Um, but back then, it was a big deal how you dressed. And if you went to a wedding, you didn't just show up in your blue jeans. I mean, you, you had a special wedding garment to wear. What does it mean to be dressed in a wedding garment? It means to turn our heart to God to live our faith. That's, it means to be dressed in that way, to turn our heart to God to live our faith. And our second reading gives us a beautiful example of someone living their faith. You might recall that when I was with you three weeks ago, I said that our second reading that week and for the next three weeks will be taken from Paul's letter to the Philippians. And I encourage you to read it. Now, uh, since that time, two weeks ago, I went to Sunday Mass at the Cathedral in Santiago, Spain. Santiago, Spain, that cathedral, has it, it's really considered... Um, in Spain, it, it, if you look at their coins, it's, that's the image they have on it, is this cathedral, because for centuries, it's been the site of pilgrimages from all over Europe, people walking to see uh, St. James the Apostle, uh, his remains. And even today, hundreds of thousands of people, uh, the, the typical walk is 500 miles. We didn't do that, all right? We, we decided this, we, we did it before, the, friend, the priest friend and I went, uh, we walked the last 80 miles. This time we decided we're going to see pilgrims, not be pilgrims, was kind of our, our sense. But we, we, we went there and were able to, to witness the faith of so many coming together uh, at this church. And of course the Mass was in Spanish. And then... Uh, <coughs> The last Sunday, I was in Portugal, and we went to the regular parish church, and the church was full, and it was hot and humid, and there was no air conditioning, and the priest had all his garments on, but that did not stop him from giving a long, spirited homily. <laughs> and then after communion, I think he did another one, so. <laughs> now, my Spanish is very limited, and my Portuguese even more so. But the beauty of being Catholic is wherever you go in the world, it's the same God we're worshiping. It's the same liturgy. It's the, the readings, the prayers, 
gathering for the Eucharist. It's all the same. And so even though I didn't know what the, I I wasn't able to hear what the lectors were saying, remember three weeks ago when I asked you to read the whole Philippians? I did my homework. So I knew that this is from Philippians and I had a basic sense of what part of Philippians I was hearing from. By the way, if you didn't do your homework, it's not too late. It's it's a short uh, book. Go ahead and read it. And and the section today that we're hearing from with St. Paul, the situation is he's thanking the church of Philippi for providing for his needs while he is in prison. He's thanking them, but he's also using it as a teachable moment. He says he wants to remind the Philippians of a Christian's true source of support is God. Paul writes, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. If you're looking for a little banner to put somewhere, that's a good one. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. This weekend's masses, we have invited the ill, the elderly, those who have chronic disease, those facing surgery, and those with any other health problems to come to mass for the sacrament of the sick. Now, from my experience, there's nothing great about being sick. We can feel pretty miserable. And from what I've heard, there's nothing great about the infirmities of old age. Our bodies can no longer do what they once did. That might have been part of my choice not to go hiking all over Spain or Portugal. But here's the thing. What it does do is it forces us to realize we are not in charge. I can't make it on our own, my own. And and it means sometimes it means I'm dependent on others for their help whether family members or the healthcare profession profession or, or others, I can't do it on my own. But hopefully as people of faith, what it does for us is it opens our eyes that our total dependence on God for everything, for every moment of every day, uh, that we can be like Paul and turn to our true source of support. There is a prayer that our Catholic hospital ministry shares with patients at Sparrow and McLaren hospitals. It's called the Prayer of St. Ambrose. Lord Jesus Christ, you are for me medicine when I am sick. You are strength when I need help. You are life itself when I fear death. You are my way when I long for heaven. You are light when all is dark. You are my food when I need nourishment. Glory be to you, O God. Glory be to you. Our first reading from Isaiah offers this for our hope. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face He will destroy the veil that veils all peoples. He will destroy death forever. Today, let us accept the invitation to the Lord's banquet. Let us clothe ourselves in Christ and let us live our faith 
by word and deed.